We ain't going nowhere. Say it again, Jay. I said, we ain't going nowhere. Access Tech Watch 360. The home of the blind. The voice of the blind community. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. If it's access technology, if it's computers, if it's your iPhone, Android operating systems, that's what we do. They try to duplicate us and copy our style. We've been watching, but you just can't do it. Jay Paschal, Paschal Access Solutions, Philadelphia, PA. Pennsylvania, this is what we do, get ready to learn a little something, have a good time, turn the volume up, this ain't your grandpa, this ain't your grandpa's line, yeah, 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 get ready, we're back baby, 2020, the year of the vision, ATW 360, yeah, Solution.com. Let's post it by Jay Passion. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You're not ready, baby. Please welcome to the podium, virtual podium, Mr. George or Giorgio Vickers. The title of this piece is since the penitentiary hit the stock exchange, there are more brothers in chains than shoestrings. Since the pen hit the stock exchange, there are more brothers in chains than shoestrings. Who gets busy with thoughts to make your hairstyle frizzy? We can do the dang thing all dizzy. Vocal gymnastics, push pinned and posted and pasteboard so you can pay for it with change from your sock drawer. It's strange because the hardcore, they can't afford the tour, but they smoke more. Free more 40s from corner stores and scuffle for a little more than nothing. They can't peep at his game. Because since the pen hit the stock exchange, there are more brothers in chains than shoestrings. They can't peep at his game. Because since the pen hit the stock exchange, there are more Hispanics in chains than shoestrings. So what you want me to do while you brew cappuccino for two on the Gabbana? You want to party with Tony Montana? Because even suburbanites are dodging hot lead under fluorescent lights while bombs made out of pipes downloaded from websites by kids that can't drive, explode, and take lives. It's game. Because since the pen at the stock exchange, there are more brothers in chains than shoestrings. They can't peep at this game. Because since the pen at the stock exchange, there are more Caucasians in chains than shoestrings. See, I got a question. And it's as serious as COVID and HIV. And you can ponder it in your SUV. If you incarcerate people for wrongdoing for a profit, are you really trying to stop it? When the bottom line's fine as nylon, do we rehab or recycle, deceive or disciple, stay on point like the Tower Eiffel? 
because your future is like staring down the barrel of a rifle is game. Because since the pen at the stock exchange, there are more brothers in chains than shoestrings. And welcome to a very special edition of Access Tech Watch 360. My name is Jay, and I'm from Pastual Access Solutions, the founder and the owner of both ATW360 and Pass uh, Pastual Access Solutions. And that was a very, very inspirational and powerful poem from the Georgian affiliate or a Georgian affiliate of the National Federation for the Blind. And it really represents the fabric, the frequency, and the current vibration that is going on in this country and all over the world for the Black Lives Matter movement which is a uplifting movement for equality, for copper tone, brown, or black people, really for people that are underprivileged, for people that have witnessed systematic racism and prejudice all over society in every country. It's time for everyone to join hands and stand together so that we can move forward as a nation and as planet Earth. We all bleed red blood. All right. Now, this is a special, very special uh, addition to Access Technology or Access Tech Watch 360, where the Access Technology Revolution begins. And I wanted to just, you know, give you guys a view of how, you know, this virtual convention worked. Uh, for us as blind people, you can call into many of the sessions. Uh, you can use your computer or you can use your mobile devices. I use my iPhone via a app, okay, called Attendee Hub. And what Attendee Hub does, it's a separate app, okay, it really hosted all of the conventions information and exhibitors agenda sponsors in one area that you as a consumer or as an attendee can view and really interact with it, it was really awesome you know you can imagine um in previous years being at this convention in person and walking through the exhibit hall and seeing various tables of corporations and organizations you can interact with you can do the same thing here except virtually so I will give you guys a, a small overview of how that attendee hub worked and um, then we will jump right into some of the actual sessions um, including Target okay Microsoft uh, Amazon um, uh, a session on autonomous vehicles and uh, black leadership session, okay, where that poem came from. It was very informative. Everything was very informative, including the exhibit time hall. So tip. we're going to jump. Time for a tip. It's time I'll be for right tip. back. Time for a tip. It's time for a tip. Time for a tip. It's time for a tip. Today's access technology tip is provided by Pasho Access Solutions Virtual Training Opportunities. 
Do you need to take your skill level to the next plateau? Give us a call at 267-437-3098 or hit us up on the web at www.passualsolution.com. Do you have an Apple Watch and forgot how to turn your voice over on and off quickly? Well, your side button on your Apple Watch is the key. Press it three times to turn it on and off. Welcome back to Access Tech Watch 360 and our coverage of the NFB 2020 convention. Now, I'll take you on a virtual run through this attendee hub, attendee hub app. We're going to double tap on my iPhone. Attendee hub. Social media button. Okay. And that social media button is all the way at the bottom. We'll jump to the top. Menu. 14 notifications. And button. there's a menu, the main menu. We'll just shimmy on down and give you a view of the main application. National Federation of the Blind 2020 National Convention. Heading. National Federation of the Blind 2020 National Convention. Image. Thank you, Platinum Sponsors. This Paro, UPS, Oracle, JP Morgan Chase. Image. Thank you, Platinum Sponsors, Google, Vanda, Microsoft, Image. Thank you, Gold Sponsors, Brown, Goldstein, okay. Levy, Target, Waymo, Image. And as you can see, they have various National levels Federation of sponsorship. Of okay, various levels of sponsorship. And um, it lets you know, you know, uh, certain sponsors like Amazon, Google were announced right there. And thank you, Platinum Sponsors, Google, Vanda, Microsoft. Right. Vanda, that's Platinum Sponsors. We're going to start shimmying down. Agenda, There's the Agenda button. We'll keep going. Sponsors button. Sponsors. Exhibitors button. Event info and FAQ button. Speakers button. Attendees button. Search button. Social media button. And there's that social media button all the way at the bottom. So that's the... Social media There's button. your bump. That's the bottom of the app. We'll jump back up. Menu. 14. There's our menu. We'll double tap. Menu. 14 notifications. Okay. My items expanded button. Okay, Heading. so we are in my personal items. We'll start flicking. My schedule button. There's my schedule. Messages button. Appointments button. Contacts button. Notes button. Event guide expanded button. Agenda button. Sponsors button. And you'll see a common area on most pages to which which we just left. So we'll shimmy back up. Agenda event guide notes button. Contacts button. Appointments button. Messages button. My schedule button. And we'll double tap on my schedule my schedule menu today is friday july 17th so here's the schedule for today general session from 1 30 p.m to 5 p.m double tap to view session and remove it from your schedule add appointment button add appointment general schedule is an eastern time saturday 18 button. and that's the only um appointment that i have today makes a lot of sense okay we'll shimmy back up friday 17 thursday 16 button Wednesday 15, Tuesday 4, selected, my schedule, button, all sessions, button, export schedule, button, schedule, heading, menu, 14 notifications, And we'll go back button, to the menu, main menu, 14 notifications, and we'll take, we'll, we'll find something to actually add to the schedule, appointments, button, contacts, button, up, messages, my schedule, my items, notification, home, button, agenda, button, thank you, agenda, and there's the agenda, selected, we'll double tap sessions, on the agenda, button, one of two, and we'll start flicking my schedule button to exhibit hall friday from 9 a.m to 11 a.m okay so there's the exhibit hall exhibit hall presidential suite friday morning from 9 a.m to 10 45 a.m 
NOPDCIEP live sessions from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Up to BAT using blind accessibility testers from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Double tap to view affiliate caucuses from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Double tap to okay, view. Okay, so there's the affiliate caucuses for your state. I'm going to double tap there. Affiliate schedule back button okay and we there's the back button letting you know that the screen has refreshed we'll start description heading take a photo schedule from the top button. here and then we'll shimmy on down let's go affiliate caucuses heading share button friday july 17th 11 a.m 1 p.m affiliate caucuses take a note button set reminder button add to my schedule button. there's set reminder and add to my schedule add bookmark button Take a photo, but description, heading. And they give you a good description here. Let's listen. Join your state affiliate office to meet or renew ties with your Federation friends and family to review this year's resolutions and to learn more about the work of the Federation. Visit your affiliate website or contact your delegate, typically your state president, for exact times and connection details. Show more button. Okay, and that's the information about this particular agenda. And that's very relative for all agendas and sessions. We'll go back up. Join your description, take a photo, add bookmark, add to my schedule button. And add it to my schedule. Double tap. Add to my schedule. Okay. Join your state, show more. Take a photo, add bookmark, but remove from my schedule. And button. you see that it changed from add to my schedule to Set, remove, from, remove my schedule from my schedule. And that lets you know that is added. And that'll be at, I believe, uh, 11 to 1 o'clock, I believe. Set reminder button. Now, set reminders. Now, this is very useful for me. Uh, I'll double tap here. Set, re set reminder. Okay, small dialogue pops up. We'll flick around. Five minutes before button. 15 minutes before. 30 minutes before And we'll button. choose one half hour or 30 minutes before hand. Schedule. Okay. Back button. And that's very useful for me. Tuesday, Wednesday, especially Tuesday and Wednesday. I was in a lot of sessions. I peeped out a lot of information, listened to a lot of speakers, and it really gave me a, a good warning ahead of time that, hey, it's time to get ready to go to the next session. Um, this application, they did a great job. Uh, this application is very intuitive, very easy, and, um, you know, Hats off to NFB 2020 for using this. Now, I'm not going to go into the exhibit hall right now because it actually opens up a Safari web page where you have to enter in a password, which is NFB 2020. And then it ha you have to verify uh, via your email and then they let you in. That's that's the only thing I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that uh, you already logged on to the app. You're obviously in the app and you have to enter a password to get into the exhibit hall. That's my only pet peeve that I didn't like. Other than that, very, very useful, very intuitive. Okay, now I'm going to get into some of the sessions, some of the nitty gritty of this podcast, ATW360, and we're going to start with Target. Please enjoy. Um, I'll kick that off. My name is Jake Canerza. I lead the accessibility team here at Target. Um, I've spent the last 16 years at Target, have worked in a number of different digital roles, and also do executive coaching within the organization, primarily coaching individuals in a number of different diversity initiatives. And go ahead and go. Hi everyone, my name is Randy Strung. I'm a lead accessibility consultant at Target. I've been with Target for nine years, and I primarily do work on Target.com and our iPhone and Android apps, um, as well as work on our shipped 
um, apps and websites. I am Steve Decker. I am a lead accessibility consultant. I've been at Target for about eight years and I work mostly on uh, tracking your order and all, a lot of things in the uh, target.com account space, uh, among other things. Our team is a global team with 11 accessibility consultants in Minneapolis and six accessibility consultants in Bangalore. The way that we work is our team takes on a consulting role within the organization um, and we consult on accessibility for all digital experiences across the enterprise. We have a really heavy focus on customer facing experiences and that's where we are the most mature as an organization. So think of things like target.com, the target app, subsidiaries we own like Shift and Durham Store, as well as in-store digital experiences. So that is not everything by any means, but that gives you a good sense of how broad the work is that we do across the organization. If you ever come across an issue you experience at Target, we'd love to hear about it, because that's a great way for us to fix it, but to also continue to learn and get better, because this really is an ongoing journey. So if you come across any issues or have other things that you want to make us aware of, feel free to reach out to us at any time at accessibility at target.com. Yeah, our team started really small about 12 years ago, um, but since then we've grown uh, just tremendously. Um, in that time, our websites and apps have become some of the most accessible in retail, and that's due in no small part to our work with the NFB. Uh, since we became a SNAP partner or Strategic Non-Visual Access Program partner in 2016, uh, we've been able to call on federationists as thought partners. In 2019, uh, sorry, 2018, uh, Ryan Strunk, a former colleague of mine and president of the NFB of Minnesota, an all-around awesome guy, worked to start a pilot of IRA service in about 200 Target stores. Uh, when I took this over, I expanded the pilot just in time for the holidays in 2019, and shortly thereafter, it uh, expanded to all nearly 1,877 stores. And so just so everyone is aware, IRA is free for use uh, within any Target store in the entire country uh, for as long as you need it. So as Steve mentioned, you can always go in our store and pick up things. Um, but I know for me, I've been using a lot of our other fulfillment options, especially in the last few months. We always have your traditional ship to home which is great. You can get things shipped to your house. It's fantastic for things, it's particularly that aren't uh, perishable food items. And remember that if you are a red card holder, you can get 5% off and free shipping on all of your orders. So first of all, we have drive up. Um, and you might not think about as a blind person using drive up, but I know plenty of people who have gone to a Target store in an Uber or Lyft and picked up their order. So with drive up, you can order through our Target app uh, iPhone or Android, and you'll get a push notification or email once your order is ready to be picked up. Once you get to the store, you open the app and you let the target team members know that you're there. They'll come out with your order to, to the car. They'll scan a barcode on your phone and you'll be on your way. The next option we have is store pickup. For store pickup, you can either order on target.com or through one of our apps. Again, you'll get an email when your order is ready to pick up. And all you do is you go to the customer service counter in your store, show them your ID. They will grab the order for you. It's already packaged up um, and you'll be on your way. Finally, we have same day delivery uh, through our partnership with Shift. 
And this is really cool. I've really wanted this to happen since I started working at Target nine years ago. So I'm very excited to have been a part of it. And you can order groceries. And the cool thing about Target is a lot of our other assortment um, through either Target.com or the Target apps. You can edit your order up until uh, an hour before your delivery window. So it's nice if you place your order and you're like me and you forgot to order something, you can go back into your order on the app or the website and add things. Once your shopper starts shopping, you can pick whether to have them text you um, if something is out of stock, or you can trust their judgment and have them pick something that's close uh, to what you wanted, or you can just have them ignore anything that's out of stock. And we're back with Access Tech Watch 360. Thanks for tuning in. That was Target. The folks from Target explaining about their many accessibility options. I would like to say that their app is very accessible uh, for iOS and for Android. And if you do grocery shopping with Target, they have really, really good brisket, surprisingly. Okay, and moving forward, we're going to jump into uh, autonomous vehicles, accessibility for autonomous vehicles and how the blind has been at the forefront in that. Then we're going to go into a small commercial break about 924 the sleep disorder that many blind people have and how to have a conversation with your family and friends about that disorder. Then we're going to keep it moving on into or with Amazon accessibility and new devices and accessibility options for Amazon. Then we're going to round it up with Microsoft Windows accessibility options. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Let's keep it going. My name is Anil Lewis. I'm the Executive Director of Blindness Initiatives for the National Federation of the Blind. Uh, my responsibility is I help direct a dynamic team of our staff that deal with projects and programs related to education, employment, uh, access technology, and research. And the uh, area of autonomous vehicles uh, comes into that particular uh, realm. So it's bringing our expertise around blindness and our knowledge and belief in the capacity of blind people and coupling that with the technological expertise of many of the partners that are out there that make it possible for us to change the landscape around the possibilities for blind people. So with that, we've established ourselves as beneficial participants in the development of automotive technology. We've also expanded that in the realm of expertise in the realm of developing autonomous vehicle technology. Uh, we have three individuals that I want to provide some opportunity for uh, them to give some comments. So let, let's start with uh, Shani over at VW. Hi, everyone. Um, good morning. I'm here on the West Coast, so um, happy to, to join. And um, I just want to tell you just a little bit about uh, what we're doing at Volkswagen. So my name is Shani Giant, and I'm leading the Inclusive Mobility initiative at Volkswagen Group of America. Started this a couple years ago and um, our group is as much as we can trying to directly engage with disability groups in the early stages of designing vehicle technologies, mobility services, and user experience. Um, we're currently driving the effort from the Silicon Valley campus 
but we're really deeply networked with uh, within the global organization and we do a lot of requirements gathering and sending over information to our colleagues in Germany who are actually going to be building these vehicles. So um, and just a little quick background, uh, we're working with a lot of uh, disability groups, including um, NFB, uh, DREDF, um, We Will Ride Coalition, National Association of the Deaf, um, National Council on Aging, among um, many others. So we're trying as much as possible to make sure that we're looking at all the overlapping and sometimes conflicting um, considerations for, for these future uh, autonomous vehicles. Electric and autonomous vehicles are on the horizon and you know, we've all heard various stories about self-driving tech being, sometimes it sounds like it's around the corner and sometimes it sounds like it's it's taking a long time, but um, people are really working on that tech. And in the meantime, we can, on the design and research side, make sure that these future vehicles, once they are safe to hit the road, actually are designed in the right way, such that, um, you know, many people can use them, not just people that have traditionally already been driving. We did some work um, last year and beginning of this year with the NFB, which was super helpful. Um, we had this AV features survey that we've been working on with many groups, trying to really dig in deeply about what types of features would be necessary for a future autonomous vehicle. So, you know, both from the hardware, the physical vehicle side, as well as um, software and HMI side to do various services that might be needed. We got some really great uh, information from Anil and some of his colleagues um, that we've already passed on to Germany so they can start um, putting these together with some of the other requirements they're getting from other other parties in the company. I, I, I do want to um, state that I really appreciate and I didn't say earlier that Volkswagen reached out to us over a year ago uh, and Shani, along with other members of her crew or team, came by and we had a very in-depth discussion and they were very uh, open to listening to what we were saying. So that that relationship uh, was incubated some time ago and I really love the fact that they continue to keep us in that in that thread. And I offer the same appreciation, you know, although John found us a little bit later, I, I teased him, I said, I really wish that we would have been able to find the relationship with him when we were doing the uh, blind driver challenge because it was in the Ford Escape, but that was a missed opportunity. But better late than never was to establish relationships. And I'll uh, let John describe uh, our collaboration with Ford. Well, thank you, Anil. Uh, appreciate you inviting me today, and I'm honored to be able to um, interact with you all and um, learn from you. Um, but just a little bit about myself and my activities. Um, I am the technical leader for human factors within the Ford Autonomous uh, Group. And I and my team are leading both the development of our accessibility requirements for our future AV, as well as deploying those to the development team and tracking the status. I can tell you a little bit about our product. Um, it's going to be what's referred to as a level four autonomous vehicle. And level four, um, is a uh, denotion by SAE for a vehicle that has full command and control authority within a restricted zone. Um, we have a lot of material out there in the public space, so you can go there and learn more. Um, but it's going to be a vehicle that does not have primary controls, so no steering wheel, no pedals, etc. 
and our customers will basically use it like they would a Uber. So you would use an app, you would request the vehicle, it would show up, there would be no um, human driver, no safety driver. You would enter the vehicle and you would ride to your destination. Before I introduce the, the next speaker, I wanna state that we've also had communications with uh, representatives from Waymo. Um, those of you who attended last year's convention recognized that our partnership with Lyft gave us an opportunity to actually do some test driving with the active team and their autonomous vehicles there in Las Vegas. So as you can see, we're really uh, trying to make sure that the voice of the nation's blind is being included in the design and the development of that new generation of automobile technology, which we recognize will really change uh, and really enable us to live the lives we want in a very substantive way. Uh, but in order for that to happen, we've got to make sure that the public sentiment around autonomous vehicles doesn't prohibit uh, the progress that we'd like to make in this area. And that's why we joined the PAVE Coalition. And uh, I could get Tara to kind of speak to that end and show what we've done uh, collaboratively uh, in that effort. My name is Tara Andringa, and I am the executive director of a nonprofit called PAVE, um, which is Partners for Automated Vehicle Education. And excited to say that both Ford and Volkswagen have been phenomenal um, members of our coalitions um, for since the beginning. So um, excited to share this time with them as well. Um, so where PAVE came from, was we were seeing that there were lots of efforts um, in industry and with various groups on the research and development of AVs. But when you looked at public opinion polls, there was this disconnect. Largely what we saw from the public was a lot of confusion and, and mistrust. Um, and we felt that we will never make the progress with AVs if the public isn't on board. Um, so we started this nonprofit coalition um, and we have a very diverse membership, but all of our members really share two key beliefs. One is that AVs have great potential to improve the safety and the mobility and the um, accessibility of transportation. And secondly, that we'll never achieve that potential if we don't have the, if the, we don't have the support of the public. So basically, PAVE is a conversation with the public um, about AVs and their potential. Um, how we see it is that AVs offer a once-in-a-century change to the transportation system. Um, it's basically the biggest change since, you know, automobiles replaced um, horses. But what we see is that a lot of people were left out of our current transportation system, either because of the financial burden of car ownership or because of um, physical abilities that uh, make it difficult to operate an automobile or a vehicle. And we want to make sure that as we change the transportation system, that everyone can be part of the conversation. We asked Steve, Ever, and Terry, how do the people in your life respond to your symptoms of non-24? I think the people should be aware that uh, when you're dealing with non-24, uh, your sleep cycles get disrupted and it really does affect the way you uh, deal with people. Um, it affects your emotions. I think it's important to share with uh, friends and family because um, others may be experiencing some of the uh, similar things and if we share, then they have an opportunity to be educated and to uh, learn from, from those of us who are 
experiencing some challenges in life. My symptoms can affect my relationships with my family and my friends because I will not get a good night's sleep and then be feeling weak or be feeling cranky and um, I will, you know, tell my family or my husband, I didn't sleep well last night. I'm sorry, I'm a little cranky. Um, so my name is Josh Mealy. I am uh, an accessibility researcher in the devices group at Amazon. It is really a pleasure to, um, to bring this, uh, this group of uh, awesome folks working on accessibility at Amazon together to present at NFB. So to kick us off uh, in, uh, and give us sort of an orientation to Amazon accessibility and uh, how we do accessibility uh, particularly in, in the devices we produce. Uh, I bring you Peter Korn, the uh, director, uh, director of accessibility in Amazon devices. We are, we are delighted to be here. Thank you so much for uh, coming to our presentation at the National Federation of the Blind Virtual Convention 2020. Since we were here a year ago, uh, we've released a slew of new devices. Uh, Fire TVs, Fire tablets, uh, Fire TV edition televisions, sound bars, new smart home devices, of course, a bunch of new Echo devices, uh, and even a new uh, Kindle e-reader. So I'd like to start with the uh, product that, the product family that is how Amazon's device uh, organization began, and that's uh, in Kindle land. Um, we have three models of Kindle, um, a base model, the Paperwhite, and then our high-end Oasis. And what's new um, in the last six-ish months, nine months, is uh, our new base model Kindle comes now with a backlight. All Kindle models now have backlights. Uh, they have the ability to do font bolding. You can choose a slider to see how much, how thick and heavy uh, the font is, as well as invert the screen, black and white. Like all of our Kindles, they support audio over Bluetooth. They come with the voice view screen reader, uh, and they also can store and playback audible books. The second product family that we uh, developed uh, is the Fire Tablet. And all of our Fire tablets come with uh, large print capabilities, uh, magnification, which now goes to 10x magnification, 10 times, which you can use with 50% larger large fonts to get 15 times larger text. We have screen inversion, uh, and we have the uh, award-winning voice view screen reader We've released two new Fire tablets since last year. These came out, um, one of them uh, in the fall and another pretty recently. And we've done a ton of new um, things with Prime Video audio description, uh, adding hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new uh, titles and have brought audio description to uh, five more countries. Finally, uh, we've been doing a lot with Alexa and Echo devices. Uh, we have an all new Echo 
show five, show eight, and an all new Echo Show, which has a 10 inch screen. These are our Echo devices with a screen. You may have heard that the Echo Show devices come with a cool feature called show and tell. Uh, for those who don't uh, want or need a screen, uh, or maybe they just have another place in their house where they want to put another Echo, we have the third generation Echo for $99. The all new third generation Echo Dot, which sounds amazing uh, for really great sound. The device you want is the Echo Studio. The Echo Studio is maybe in volume the size of a, of a uh, watermelon, uh, maybe a little more squat than a, a typical watermelon. Uh, it has five speakers in it, including a, a, a woofer that sounds great, a ceiling-facing speaker, uh, a mid-range, and then two tweeters. And you can take a pair of these and turn them into a Dolby Atmos system. So that's just a very quick overview and tour of our devices. I'm Ryan French, Senior Product Manager at Amazon, focused on device accessibility. There will be probably some overlap in what Peter was talking about, but I'm gonna go in more into more depth in a few areas. I'm gonna largely um, focus on some of our devices such as Fire Tablet and Fire TV. Um, quickly though, I just wanna mention as, as Peter noted, our Echo family of devices both the speakers as well as the ones that have screens um, are, are great devices that are inherently accessible and are to people who have vision impairments. And also uh, our Echo Show devices do have our screen reader. So the, the content that's on the screen is also available. Um, as, as Peter mentioned, also our Kindle e-readers, those also do have a screen reader and our, our latest line of e-readers all have Bluetooth built in. And there's a clever user experience that we've, we've created that allows you to pair a Bluetooth speaker or headset with those Kindle devices. Um, and then of course, VoiceView, our screen reader on Fire Tablet. And a couple of the, the newer things in the last year or two that we've added there is uh, Braille support and then specifically our Braille screen input feature. Ryan, did you uh, did you cover Fire TV? I thought I, I made I did, it. I did not. What's great about all these devices for people with vision impairments is you can set up the devices unassisted and use them. You can enable the screen reader voice view as well as a screen magnifier from the first screen once you plug in the device and get it get it going. Um, so you can you can do everything on your own. Uh, popular apps such as Netflix, Hulu, HBO, ESPN, YouTube, Sling, Disney Plus are all available and many more. Um, you can some of them are on the device when you get it. Others you can download. Um, there's over 1500 prime video titles that have audio descriptions and then many more that are available through streaming services that I, I just mentioned a moment ago. So lots of great content there available through the device. Um, a couple not accessibility specific features that these devices have, but that are definitely super useful 
are you can search for content and launch launch apps using your voice. This can be done with the voice remote. You just hold the button at the top of it and speak what you want, um, and it'll search for content. It'll even start playing the content if you ask for that, or you can just ask it to launch a specific app instead of finding it through the the UI. So my name is Carolina Hernandez, and I have been a program manager uh, at Microsoft for 11 years now. And I lead the vision space for the Windows um, accessibility team. Um, this is my first time here at the NFB conference, um, and I am super excited to be here with all of you. Um, but I'm also here um, with uh, my teammate, Jeremy, and I wanted to let him um, introduce himself. Thanks, Carolina. It's uh, great to be back at the NFB convention, although virtual. Um, many of you may know me from uh, years past. I worked at various assistive technology companies in the uh, screen reading and screen magnifier software space and also some various uh, hardware uh, components for people with visual impairments as well and I've been to the NFB conference more times than I can remember um, and I've been at Microsoft now for about a year and a half uh, owning the uh, low vision experience for Windows and working with great people like Carolina and it's just uh, great to be here and look forward to sharing with you all of the, the stuff that we have been working on. And so in Windows, we think about enabling solutions for each of us. And we look at the spectrum of user abilities across four different areas, hearing, physical, cognitive, and vision. First, let me start by giving you a brief overview about where you're gonna be able to find all of these built-in solutions. In Windows 10, we have made it easier for everyone to discover all of our built-in accessibility features in the Windows Settings app. You will find there that all of these features are arranged by ability, so that it's actually easier to discover related or similar solutions. One of the things that we also added was help text. And essentially what this text is, is it gives you a concise description of what the setting will actually do to your system. This way, uh, you can have the confidence and knowledge as to when you apply that setting, what's going to happen. Um, and now I'm gonna hand it off to Jeremy, who's gonna share with us the, the uh, work and the most recent investments we have been doing on the vision side. So we're gonna take a look at some of the work that our team has been doing to make your device easier to use either or with or without a display. And here we've got multiple solutions. So as you know, vision, vision is a spectrum because you have people who have some vision um, and even when they're low vision, maybe they've got a lot of functional vision, maybe they have medium, maybe they don't have very much, all the way up to including people who are totally blind. So. First, let's talk about how we think about empowering people who are blind. And when we think about that, we think about how we can make it easier and more efficient to use your device with our built-in screen reader, Narrator. And I wanna just quickly highlight three key areas. Now, we're gonna focus mostly low vision on this talk, but I wanna highlight three key areas that we've introduced for Narrator to help make our users more efficient. One is we've updated the narrator sounds to try and make it easier for you to understand those audible events that are coming from narrator. The second is revolving around the web and making the web easier and more efficient for you, such as automatic reading of web pages when you go to a new web page, 
Or if you're like me when you're using a screen reader and you're constantly getting those links that say, click here, or click here, and you're thinking, I have no idea where click here is supposed to take me. We call those ambiguous links. And now we have a way where you can actually get the title page to where that ambiguous link is gonna take you. So you can find out where you're gonna go before you actually go there. It's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, there's some other smart web features, such as a summary of what's on the page or most visited links on that page. And additionally, support for Firefox and Chrome. So number one, the updated sounds. Number two, the improvements for the web. And number three, in Outlook. So we heard from users who said, hey, when we're using Outlook, things sound a little, little choppy. Um, and they were right. And so we made it so that there's more natural sounding speech as you're moving and reading through Outlook. It sounds much more fluid. And we noted that there are some users out there who need text to be larger because they can't see it. Maybe they need reading glasses or maybe they need glasses or maybe they don't want to wear their glasses and they want to be able to see the screen. And they didn't need an entire screen magnifier, but they need the text to be larger. So we made this uh, thing called Make Text Bigger. And there's a slider inside of Ease of Access where you can go and you can adjust the text from 100%, which is the default size, all the way up to 225%. So if you just want to make the text bigger without actually magnifying the entire screen or learning how to use a screen magnifier, we've given people with low acuity to be able to make that happen. After we did that, we started getting requests from our customers that said, you know, it's great that the text is bigger. I really can't find my mouse pointer. And so for those people who have limited vision like myself and they're trying to use a mouse pointer, and I even see sighted people do this, they always shake their mouse pointer vigorously to try and find where it's at on the screen. And so the second thing that we did, because we got so much feedback about this, is that we made the mouse pointer bigger and brighter. And so you can adjust the mouse pointer from 15 different levels up to a very small, up to a very large size. You can not only pick the size, but you can personalize it and make the color. Uh, maybe you don't even need to change the size. Maybe you just needed a different color because maybe you're light sensitive and want to have a different color. Or some of my coworkers, some of their children just like to, to personalize it um, and be able to pick a color for their mouse pointer. And we've got a defined, predefined color swatches that are there, but you can even pick your own custom color and change the mouse pointer to whatever color you want it. And then the next thing you're always interacting with are text cursors. You know, that's for, for those of you who uh, are, are low vision and have seen that very small, black, one pixel thin line that is blinking, sometimes it's blinking anyways, and it looks just like text. And if it's next to the letter L, it looks just like the letter L. Or in some cases, the capital I, it looks just like the letter I. So it, it was hidden amongst this what we like see a black and white text and it was very difficult to find. It's very thin. And so we've made those bigger and brighter now too. So to solve the problems where it's small and where it looks like text, we created what's called the text cursor indicator, which is one of the new features in the Windows uh, 10 May 2020 update. And you can turn on this text cursor indicator and there will be an indicator on the top and bottom of the cursor and it's colored and you can easily then find the text cursor. 
it takes us to number four, which are things called color filters. And so there are those of us out there in the world who are colorblind, and it can be dif difficult to interpret various items, like maybe graphs or images that are used in the workplace because they're often color-coded. And so inside of Ease of Access, we created color filters that will actually allow you to change the colors on the screen to try and identify what those colors may be to help make those graphs and images much, much easier to be able to view and differentiate and see. So inside of Ease of Access, you've got the choice of uh, inverting colors or grayscale or changing a few other options. There's a color wheel that will allow you to see what does that color wheel look like when you selected these options. So you can test it out right there and you can quickly turn it on and off with a hotkey. And so I know that I've talked to lots of customers who say, hey, I, I can't see the color, but I kind of want to look at it, how it looks like without a color filter. And then I want to put it back so I can see it best. That way they get the idea and the concept from both worlds. And so this is a very, very useful feature for people who are colorblind. And fifth, last but not least, screen magnification. So Windows has a uh, well, the Windows magnifier built into it. And one of the things that we constantly got feedback on was when I'm using magnifier and I'm a person with low vision, I'm constantly getting eye fatigue, trying to look and read all of the various emails and documents that come day in and day out. And prior to this release, we had had users who would run both Windows Magnifier and Narrator at the same time. Now, that's a great way to use it because there's a little highlighted box that comes around. You can navigate with all the keyboards and it'll, it'll the viewport will move, the magnified viewport will move along with Narrator. But the feedback that we got from customers was, you know, I, I like this feature, but it's a bit too much speech for me. I don't, I don't want speech all the time. I just need it when my eyes get tired or, or just when I want speech. And so in this later, latest version of Magnifier, in this latest update, we now have reading functionality built into Windows Magnifier. And so you can go into a document or go into an email or go to a web page and using either your mouse or the Magnifier toolbar or even a hotkey, you can have Magnifier start reading at the top of those things and start reading from top to bottom. Sometimes when you're low vision, you don't wanna read all the way from top to bottom because you don't have to read through all the menus. You just wanna read where you're at. Like maybe I go to a news site, and there's a headline and I wanna start reading that article. So we incorporated uh, a both away from the toolbar and away from the keyboard using the mouse that says, read from here. So instead of just reading from the top of the page, which I can do, I can just click read from here. And it'll start reading from just that point. And so it'll read from that point until you stop it or until it reaches the end of the, the document or the end of the web page. And it's got just the speech to read that information when you want it, rather than having a complete and full screener, which screen reader, which just was being too much for people. And we are back with Access Tech Watch 360. Of course, my name is Jay. I am your host, and I hope you enjoyed this blind cast on the NFB 2020 virtual conference, uh, hosted and sponsored by many, uh, including uh, the sessions that I presented today, Target, 
uh, Volkswagen, Ford, autonomous vehicles, um, Amazon, Microsoft, Windows accessibility. Uh, This podcast and all of our podcasts are put together and developed for and by the blind for informational purposes and so that you can enjoy yourself and i would like to say we're approaching 5,000 downloads now on my podcast and i want to thank everyone for tuning in because we are the voice of the blind community access tech watch 360 where the access technology revolution begins I'll check you guys out on another podcast later. Hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, Jay. Just wait a second. You know we can't stop the podcast without the throwback song of the day. And today, our throwback song is by Little Duval featuring Snoop Dogg, Living My Best Life. Two thumbs up, y'all. We're gonna start this thing all right. Duval in the Manila, I can have come on, I come on. Believe it. 